Hey there, welcome to Just Begin, the podcast where we explore what it's like to navigate life as a 20-something. I'm your host, Melly Diaz. On this podcast, we dive deep into a wide range of topics from mental health to hustle culture, relationships to wellness. No topic is off limits and I'm not afraid to get real and vulnerable. Together, we'll explore what it means to just begin to take that first step even when you don't know where to start. So if you're ready to join me on this journey of self-discovery, then stick around and let's just begin. Hello, welcome or welcome back to the Just Begin podcast. It is Melly, and as you can see, today's episode is a long one. I had such an amazing and insightful conversation with Kirsty Blue. She is a human sign reader, she's a creator of Conscious Conversations, and she is the VP of Business Development in California for Bloom Magazine. And I had such a pleasure having her on here. Um, She's a good friend of mine and we could just talk forever. So I'll keep it short and let's get into this week's episode with Kirsty Blue. Hi, Kirsty. How are you today? Hi, Melly. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to have you on here. This is a, a long time coming because me and Kirsty, we've known each other now over a year mm-hmm. virtually. Mm-hmm. And we met for the first time in March for the Me Inc. Women's Wellness Retreat. So, which was so much fun and getting to hang out with you. You came to Miami, you came to my apartment, and we hung out our boyfriends together so we got to like know each other on a another level which was really nice and since then I knew I really wanted to get you on here to the Just Begin podcast to talk about human design and share your story so before we get into all the human design world can you share with my audience a little bit about who you are and your story yes absolutely Let me first say that this is like a surreal moment because from the beginning when I met you, I like fangirled for a little bit. Like, oh my God, look at this girl, Melissa. She's so cool. She has a (laughs) podcast. She creates content in a magazine. So this is awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. (laughs) I think the best way to lead into my story is just to first and foremost start out by like, it is so serendipitous and beautifully magistrated by the universe that I am even in this spot. I grew up in a farm town in central Pennsylvania where you could see cows out my living room window. And I have still have these like dreams of speaking to people and traveling the world for work and just creating amazing events and content And one day being a leader of a company where it's like a wellness sort of company. And so that background, like understanding what I, what I've been striving for my whole life is important because I started my career in accounting when I tried to go into, you know, like what I was most interested in, Mm -hmm. which was fashion. My mom looks at the the universities that I'm looking at and she goes, oh, you're never going to make money in that. You can't do that. Like, no, pick something else, pick something smart, the safe something route. reliable. Yeah. yeah the mm-hmm. safe route. And so I went that direction and I just kind of like 
wiped my head clean of all of those creative aspirations that I had. And so I just full force went into accounting and I pushed really hard. I followed what everybody around me was telling me to do. And so I landed myself a spot in one of the top four accounting firms. Um, It's called KPMG for anybody who is in the accounting world where you are just a number. You're just a cog in a machine. And I had been so accustomed to doing what everybody else wanted of me and people pleasing that I pushed myself as hard as I could, burnt the candle at both ends, and eventually really burnt out. And it wasn't even just like I was really tired and I had brain fog and like Mm -hmm. my relationships were hardcore suffering. But then it also became like I was getting physically sick multiple times a year. Mm -hmm. And before that point, I had never really ever gotten sick. Mm -hmm. And there was this one day where, okay, so we're, we're going to get real with this story. I love it. When it really hit me, (laughs) (laughs) like I, I had reached a point in my job at KPMG where I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I jumped to a different company expecting a different result. And, you know, it just, it just kept going on because your baggage follows you wherever you Mm -hmm. go. It's not necessarily anything outside of you. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is like five, six years into my career when it was Valentine's day morning, I was sitting with my boyfriend at the time and he said, great, this is ridiculous. He said he didn't know that nipples had holes. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're a 27 year old man and you don't understand that nipples have holes. How do you think that people breastfeed? So, you know, we're sitting there and I like, yeah, (laughs) I I was like, okay, I will show you Mm -hmm. because I don't know if you've ever gotten intimate with your own breasts like that, Mm -hmm. but you can see a hole. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I start grabbing mine and like squeezing it in these different ways. And it started lactating. Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like I was, I was not pregnant, mm-hmm. had not been pregnant. I had not mm-hmm. been like in any way, shape or form doing anything hormonal. I had yeah. been off birth control mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my God, this is my body trying to tell me something. Mm-hmm. So I did some research into what what part of the body controls the hormone production for breast milk. Mm -hmm. And the research led me to the pituitary gland, which Mm -hmm. sits right here. Mm -hmm. And I'm really into the world of like yoga and energy and chakras. Mm -hmm. And so this is where your third eye chakra is. Mm -hmm. And that's your center of intuition. And so it's like, okay, what is my intuition trying to tell me that I've been ignoring for so long? Because when we have any sort of physical symptom in the body, it's like a, it's an after effect of what the actual problem is mm-hmm. that you've been ignoring emotionally, spiritually, et cetera. And so after like soul searching, journaling, I realized, oh, the accounting world is not where I'm supposed to be. Who would have thought that would like no. <laughs> be the the stepping stone to figuring that out? That is so funny. But I love that you're so like in tune with your body and being able to find like 
rather than like you're so deep in the way that you can think of like oh wait what does this mean and like doing more research into it I think is so important to really listen to yourself and I think that like even though it's a funny story it's like it's kind of super cool that you really did get in tune with yourself and find out what is the what is happening what's the problem totally mm -hmm. yeah so it's like where do you go from that right like oh I'm not supposed to be doing the career that I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. five years getting a degree built the entire foundation of my you know my career on Mm -hmm. So I started setting this intention of like, okay, let's figure out what career world I'm supposed to be in. And this was in 2021, uh, in the summer, early summer, I went to a conference for the industry that I was working in at that time. And it was um, captive insurance. It was an insurance conference. Mm -hmm. And I just loved interacting with people. And I started to have these thoughts like, what if I could create wellness conferences? What if I could create events? Because I had planned my sister's wedding in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I loved that whole process, right? Yeah. So very creative, very connected to the wellness and yogi. And so mm -hmm. my mind is starting to flow. And I met this man, his name was Chris. And he goes, oh my gosh, you have to get introduced to these women. So he starts naming all of the women of um, bloom, which is how we kind of came together. Mm -hmm. And I usually people get fearful and, you know, when it's like, Oh, reach out to this random person on LinkedIn, who's like, got this super high title and this really awesome status and, and just introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. And most of us get imposter syndrome and we never make that introduction. We never send the message, mm -hmm. but I was, something came over me and I was just guided to send the messages. And, you know, after a couple months, I got connected with Bloom and I was asked if I wanted to create masterclasses. Like, what is we happening? We got to thank this guy, Chris, whoever he is. <laughs> thank you for bringing Kirstie into our life. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I keep, I keep thinking I need to send him a gift. I need to send him a really good gift. Yeah, no, we got to send him a gift for sure. Find his contact information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, a, a year of creating masterclasses, writing for the magazine led to Me Inc. And mm -hmm. now it's led into this beautiful mm -hmm. California version of Bloom, this whole new branch that we are starting. So, yeah. So, Kiersey, sorry to cut you off. Kiersey is now the VP of Business Development in California for Bloom Magazine. So like a little fake round of applause, <laughs> the noise if I knew how to do that, but you know, and um, I'm so happy to like, obviously we didn't talk so much in the beginning. You were way more involved with my mom, Mari, for those listening. She's the CEO of Bloom and OM and all that of a company that I work with, my family business. And you spoke a lot of her and I always saw your master classes and all your things. And I was like, I really got to get to know this girl. Like, and I, I relate to a lot of the things that you speak on and I'm super like woo woo, like you say as well. Mm -hmm. so I love like all that stuff. And those listening to the podcast, you know, that I talk about like literally everything, astrology, human design or whatever I'm thinking about in the moment. So when I was like, just like introduced pretty much to you and what you offer I was like she's so cool and watching you grow has been super amazing like 
Kirstie Spoke was one of our speakers at the Meet Inc. event. Chills, like you killed it. And, you, and she was so mm -hmm. nervous before. Like you were just sitting, we were, I was sitting with her before she got on stage, like to speak to everyone. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I would be freaking out. And you would think yeah. I could speak to a stage, but I can't. Like I get honestly pretty nervous speaking in public. So the podcast is a safe space for me. So watching mm -hmm. you do that was like, wow. And you just like, I swear it's like something took over you. Is that how you feel when you spoke? Like you were just like. Totally. Like no, totally. completely taken away. <laughs> like remembering that day is so insane because when we were sitting at that table, I'm not sure if you knew what I was doing, but I was writing my speech an is that hour what you were doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't even, <laughs> I made four bullet points and like, that's it. Mm -hmm. so there was no other explanation other than something came over me <laughs> yeah it did I'm telling you that's what I saw it was like it was like literally a, a spirit took over you and you just were killing it and I was like wow but I love that even how that even a few minutes before that you got on that you were just like intuitively figuring out what is that you want to talk about. You're reading the energy of the room, which I think is super important as a speaker, literally anyone. I think like emotional intelligence is one of the most important things a human can have. And I think you do a really good job at that. And watching you speak that day was just, well, I, I think I had tears in my eyes too. I remember we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> but um, well, thank you. Yes. And so to kind of, weed our way over to human design. So mm -hmm. you have a few different titles and what you do, but I know that you also are a human design reader. So if you can kind of share how you got into human design and how you became like a, a reader for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's another one of those stories that's just yeah. like, uh, nobody could have seen that coming <laughs> because I was, I had found this like new very woo-woo store it was crystals and mm. books and tarot cards chakra like sound bowls mm. all kinds of stuff in there in the little city or the little neighborhood of the city of San Diego that I was living in at the time mm. and I walked in and I was looking at the books and I'm not kidding you like I've heard this from other people and I've always thought it was crap but the book like jumped out of the shelf at me mm -hmm. and it was the human design book by, um, Chayton Parkin. Mm. And, um, I just, something inside of me was like, Oh my God, what is this? I need <laughs> to use this <laughs> because I'm so fascinated. And now I, I see this in my own human design after studying it, but I'm so fascinated with, um, systems and understanding mm -hmm. how things work and understanding how people work and energy. Like, yeah, like you said, I was reading the energy of the room. Mm -hmm. It's part of my human design mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. So mm, uh, I just get like so excited about it. I don't yeah. even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. So I guess now since that's how you were introduced to it, you found the book. And now that you are kind of an expert pretty much in human design, you're obviously still learning for those who are listening, what is human design and how can it help us understand ourselves and others? Sure. Human design is a spiritual science that helps you 
visually understand, like it creates a blueprint. It helps you understand your conscious and subconscious personality traits, your habits, your patterns, um, the way that you work in a team or by yourself, your talents. It literally is, if you take like your astrology chart Mm -hmm. and you put it into a human being, that's very, that's a very good way to explain it because you see the energy centers, i.e. the chakras Mm -hmm. in your body that contain the different energies from astrology. So human design is actually the, the spiritual science portion of it. It's based on the chakra system, the Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism, Mm -hmm. the um, I Ching, which is an ancient Chinese way of understanding energy and um, astrology itself. Mm -hmm. So it maps all four of those ancient tools together to be able to understand who you are and why you are and what you do and how you do it. Mm -hmm. It's really incredible. Yeah. It's cool how it's so many different like wisdoms you I would say into one like perfect little sandwich <laughs> of like all the things <laughs> of all the different um like wisdoms and what it means to you and I think like when you first hear about it, it sounds kind of overwhelming of just like what is all these things how do I even understand what sun like what energy type I am so um I, to share, I'm a manifesting generator, that's what I know, and you're a projector. So to kind of explain it to the listeners, what are the different energy types? And I don't even know if you can give like a quick little description for each one, or is that mm-hmm. too much? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I can totally do that. Okay. Um, I also do want to kind of start with just a, not a caveat, like a, a further explanation. Okay. So I... I recently saw somebody was talking about human design as if it's just another personality quiz Mm. and it actually is not a personality quiz or a test in any sort. Um, It's based on the information of your birth date time location. And it's not like you answer a bunch of questions and it tells you what you are based on how you're feeling because those tests are easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking like Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Human design is a whole other ball game. Mm -hmm. It's not just giving you results. That's like, go to this career and, Mm -hmm. you know, like try this hobby. It's not like that at all. It's a, like a, you, an owner's manual, like you would have for your car, but for yourself. Mm -hmm. So we have what Melly was saying or what you were saying. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have the different energy types and there are five and there is a certain population of the world that's like at this point in time calculated to be each of those five. So just to rattle them off, we have reflector, manifester, projector, manifesting generator and generator. And so reflectors are about 1% of the population and they are highly sensitive beings that are supposed to be deeply in tune with the moon. Mm -hmm. Then we have manifestors who are about 8% of the population and manifestors job is to 
speak things into existence and tell us the directions that we need to go to create new things that are disruptive or really, really helpful new ways to move our society. Projectors, um, like myself, are about 21% of the population. And what projectors do, um, we are like the like the overseers. We help everybody else understand how to use their energy properly and how to spend their time. If you look at your hours of the day in a pie chart and you have to like break it up into certain activities, projectors can help you understand when and how to use that time the best. Um, manifesting generators like yourself are a combination between generators and manifestors. So manifesting generators have the ultimate source of energy within them to come up with an idea, create the idea, bring it into reality and just keep moving. And it's this really incredible, like it's the most pure form of like what it means to be a human and to create things and to be and exist and spread all kinds of loveliness throughout the world and generators are just the portion of the manifesting generator who generators get to sorry they're each about 30 percent mm -hmm. so manifesting generators 30 generators 30 okay. generators are the ones who get to decide like do i have energy to put into this or this and then they get to go with it mm -hmm. so our generators are really great or basically everything that humanity was designed to do. Um, the problem is that with all of these energy types, society wasn't necessarily built with the knowledge and understanding of how we are supposed to operate. And so with human design, knowing all of this knowledge, we can figure out when should I rest? How should I do what I want to do? How do I know what I actually want and don't want? What is my purpose? How should I go about it? All of these things and, and all the types fit together in a really beautiful way because it's all about helping others. Mm -hmm. And so the more we know about human design, the more we can help each other live in alignment with our soul's purpose. Mm. And I think that's a really good explanation of how you worded it all of human design. And I know that if you're listening, it does sound a little overwhelming all the different things but I think it's important to like kind of differentiate how um like with astrology we all have like this is my personality so I'm Sagittarius and I'm this is not and I think with human design it's tell me if I'm wrong or not it's like you we all have our energy types but it doesn't mean that we're all necessarily in those energy exactly the same because mm -hmm. we have so many different layers within it of all the like the different gifts that it lists out and the different ways that we like to rest or when we should eat. So I guess what I'm trying to get you to explain a little bit is how when you get your chart done, what is like everything that is kind of shown to you to for we for us to have like a better understanding of who we are. Does that make sense? Hmm. <laughs> So I guess like when you get your chart read for the first time 
it's going to be a high level overview for you to just download and sit with the information Mm -hmm. because I've been studying mine for over two and a half years and I'm still learning parts of me that show up in my chart. Um, And the beautiful thing about it is that it is so clearly when you see a really in-depth chart, I know the app that we use is not, it's more surface level. When you see a really in-depth chart, it shows you where every single planet in the solar system is connected within your chart. Um, So that could be a really good place to start. (laughs) Yeah. And I like what you said that like um, you're a Sagittarius. And so not all Sagittarius sun human beings Mm -hmm. are going to have the same exact energies. Um, Human design takes it. It, it literally, the amount of iterations, like I don't remember the proper language from my probability and stats classes and yeah. <laughs> in college, but it's like every single detail that you have in the human design chart has six different like colors. And then off of each of those, there's like six different shades. And then off of that, there's six different flavors or whatever. Yeah. So just from all of that, and there are 64 gates in the human design body graph. So mm-hmm. there it, you literally have millions, maybe billions. I, don't, I haven't done the math mm-hmm. <laughs> of ways to create the different human beings. Mm-hmm. I would say the most important thing for you to know right off the bat is your energy type and your authority, because okay. that is the way in which you're designed to move throughout the world the mm-hmm. amount of energy that you have to give to things and the way that it works plus how your intuition is designed to work. Okay. So should we share kind of what I feel like kind of give an example like maybe share what your authority is or your kind of re- share with us a little bit about how your human design chart has kind of helped you understand yourself better? So that people Mm -hmm. listening can kind of understand the tools that you get from learning your human design. So I I would also love to know how you kind of been kind of using this as your tools in life and like figuring out what works best for you. Totally. I'm so glad you asked that question Mm -hmm. because like, like you said at the beginning, I'm a projector. So Mm -hmm. only 20% of the world is like me. And what I've learned is that projectors are a new type of new meaning Mm -hmm. since the 1700s so how I said with you being a manifesting generator it's like the ultimate of what a human is Mm -hmm. because human beings were designed to be manifesting generators and generators that's 60 percent of the world Mm -hmm. so as a projector I'm inherently very very different from those 60 percent who the world and society was created to serve. Mm-hmm. And so what that meant for me is understanding that like, I don't have the design that supports me doing a nine to five job where I have to output constantly because I don't have the energy for that. That's why I burnt out only, gosh, I was only working for like three and a half or four years before I really burnt out the first time. Mm-hmm. And if I would have understood my human design energy type before those couple of years, I could have prevented it. Now I know how important and how often I need to rest. 
and I need to take time to literally be by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned. So you said authority. Mm-hmm. So about 50% of the world has what's called an emotional authority, which is what I have. And this is really, really interesting for us to get into a little bit because what I notice, and I think everybody feels on some level, is that society hijacks our emotions with our phones, social media, news, all of the crazy things going on, road rage. (laughs) We're constantly being emotionally pulled in one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. And when we are not in tune with what our emotional authority is supposed to be used for, we find ourselves making the mistakes that we regret constantly. Mm. So with the emotional authority, I've learned that, you know, I can't just make a decision immediately because if I'm in a great mood, I might regret it the next day. If I'm in an awful mood and I say no to something, Again, I might regret it the next day. I might be really upset that I didn't give myself a chance to think about it. Mm -hmm. So to explain that a little bit, the emotional authority is anybody who has an emotional authority right now who's listening is probably going to understand this very deeply. It's this emotional roller coaster that you can be on for days that makes no sense. It's not connected to what's going on around you. Some days you wake up and you're devastated for no reason. Some days you wake up and you are elated and you feel like a movie star all day. And so it's this like constant wave that you're always trying to surf where so many people in your life might be saying to you, like, you're so sensitive. You're so emotional. Why do you always have to be so dramatic? And that's the way we were designed to be because through that process, we get to ride the wave and understand you know, in the depths of my despair, how do I feel about this decision? And on the high highs at the peak of, you know, a mountaintop, when I'm emotionally very high, how do I feel about the decision? And as you ride the wave, you go from low to high and back. And so in that middle point, you're looking for clarity. And that is when you're supposed to make the decision. Mm. But so many emotional authority people, we don't understand that until we're told. So we make a lot of decisions that we regret. Hmm. And I feel like when you found this out, you must have felt a lot of like validation within your feelings and your emotions of like, I'm not how people were telling you, you're so sensitive, you're too emotional. Like it must have given you a lot of like, okay, like this is just who I am and that's okay because that's how I felt when I found out about what a manifesting generator is because I was like I want to do so many things and I feel like in society's world we're supposed to be like you said in the beginning of like taking the safe route we should take have one type of job and be really good at it forever then retire and be happy and that we did this one career and for me I've I've just, I've done so many things and I, I'm going to continue doing a lot of random things. That's just who I am. And I, for a while, I thought it was like, when I was in college, I really thought it was a negative thing about myself and that I didn't understand. I'm like, I just, I'm not serious, I guess. I can't find anything that 
I truly want to like focus mm -hmm. on, on its own. I enjoyed writing. I also like screenplays. I also like events. I like marketing and all these random things. And I, when I had found that out for the first time, I, I felt like, wow, seeing, heard of just like, okay, I'm not crazy. And it's just who I am to my core. So I mm -hmm. feel to circle back to what I was saying, I, I'm sure did you feel that way as well when you found out these things about yourself through human design? There was a really big emotional roller coaster that came after I learned each portion of what I was designed to be or who I was designed mm -hmm. to be because with the emotional authority, I felt really um, justified and seen yeah. because I was like, well, I'm not just having an existential crisis because I'm dramatic. I'm having an existential crisis every three months because that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then on the flip side of that, when I found out I was a projector and that what that means is that I not only move more slowly, but I can't do as much as a manifesting generator. I was literally devastated. Mm -hmm. Really? And I, I was <laughs> resentful. Oh, no. And that's apparently that's normal uh -huh. um, for projectors when they find out like mm -hmm. what their energy type is, just mm -hmm. because what that really is saying to us is like society is not designed for you. And what you've been told that you're supposed to be your whole life is completely against mm -hmm. what you were designed to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's very yeah, shocking. It yeah, it is. But at the end of the day, I do think that clearly your energy type is here for a reason. And I believe you said it, it's to show us kind of like a different way of living in a more mm -hmm. like emotional, softer, slower way, which mm -hmm. I think even for me, I'm like, I want that sometimes. Like I would have been okay being a projector, <laughs> like, manifesting yeah. generators too much. Yeah. <laughs> So a little, just to give you a little bit of the, the grass is always greener. So yeah. <laughs> In the human design, what it's called a body graph, mm -hmm. um, the sacral center or the sacral chakra is undefined in a projector, which is where we don't have that constant energy to do, do, do and create mm -hmm. beautiful things. But the majority of the world, the 60, five-ish percent mm -hmm. that is generators and manifesting generators, you're conditioned to do, 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 do all the time. Like mm -hmm. you kind of said, without slowing down, without taking breaks. Mm -hmm. And the projector energy type was brought here to help humanity learn that it is necessary to slow down. And essentially the way I see it is like, we're here to help everybody from burning out. Mm -hmm. Which is so crazy to like, how full circle is that for you of like actually going through burnout and having that experience and now learning this about yourself and how your mission in life pretty much is to heal and kind of teach everyone not to be mm -hmm. burnt out, which I think you're following that path very clearly and honestly. So totally. <laughs> Thank you for seeing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now, I guess, I, should we share a little bit about my authority? Do you have it on your end? I want to know a little yeah. bit. Share on here. Yeah, let me pull it up so I can just reference it. But okay. um, there's a whole other part. There's so many parts that we haven't even gotten into yet. Yeah. 
or maybe we can, I know you said you wanted to share something about my chart that you found interesting and we could just speak about that. That's better approach. I do want to talk about your authority okay. because that is the majority of the world. So we okay, definitely let's should do it. on that. Let's do it. Okay. So you have um, the sacral authority, like I said, um, mm -hmm. it's where all of that doing energy comes from. Mm -hmm. So the sacral authority is the way your intuition is designed to communicate with you. And you might actually viscerally feel it in your gut. The sacral is in the gut, um, or it might just be more so like a voice that comes to you. And so when somebody asks you a question, typically a yes or no, this or that, you are going to feel either a pull or a sensation or a voice that says, uh-huh, or uh-uh. And that's basically saying, do I have energy, creative energy to put towards this? Uh-huh, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you can hone in on that feeling and respect it, the more you are going to be aligned with your soul's purpose and the the energy of the universe will throw, flow through you um, to bring into fruition whatever you desire. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that that's interesting that it's like that because like I shared earlier was like when I was in school and stuff and how I was very confused and how I, I kept going down different paths and being confused even now like I feel like this year alone has been one of the first years where I feel like I know myself truly like more in tune with who I am. And I've done a lot of like self discoveries, what I'd say and like who I am. And I think now I'm more in tune than ever with that. Like I, if someone asks me a question, like I'm more in tune with like that inner voice of like, okay, no, I don't want to do that. Or yeah, I would love to do that. And it's like these opportunities are being presented now that I'm into that because and I think it's important to note because maybe if you do your human design chart and you read that and you're like I never know what I want to do I do not feel it connected to myself and I think mm. learning about this will kind of get you into it more and becoming more in tune with yourself because I think a lot of us can be very disconnected because I was for a little while and after learning this and like you said you've been studying your chart for two years now like you got to really commit to wanting to know yourself better and totally. what I'm trying to say with that was when you had sharing that right now I'm like if you would have told me that like two years ago I'd have been like I don't know maybe this isn't real because I don't think I don't know if I'm not connected like when someone asks me a question I I'm all over the place I don't know what voice is telling me what to do you know yeah yeah. As part of the process of like being committed to understanding yourself, a lot of it is learning to unbecome what the world has told you you're supposed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That helps bring a lot of clarity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super like important to note because yeah, it was a lot of undoing in my head of just like, not even what the world was telling me. It was like, I was my own worst critic. But that was also due to when I found out that I was a manifesting generator. I was like, oh, it's okay that I had this catering company that was well. And that I decided, like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, on a random Wednesday, like, I don't like this no more. 
and that was okay <laughs> that mm -hmm. I'm not crazy and I mm -hmm. always like would feel so guilty about going like I would go super deep into something and then like hit a roadblock of like I don't think this is for me and then move on and so like to get back to what I was saying I I feel like it's taught me a lot of like who I am and it has been a lot of undoing of like this dialogue I've created in myself yeah because I can see how if you're going down these rabbit holes and you're feeling really passionate and curious and then you hit that roadblock there is a lot of chain reaction criticism that can happen what's sure. wrong with me why can't I pick something like you were saying Mm -hmm. So just being able to understand that that is part of who you are and what you're supposed to be doing as you were designed to be, that's like so much peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really has be. been. It has <laughs> been for sure. And I'm still, I'm still on this journey. And that's why I wanted to have you on here to like learn more about my, my chart. And obviously for those of us who are not going to go like super into the chart, because you probably don't care about that much, but I think it's, I, I learned by like other people explaining their stuff. So I think it'd be kind of cool to, I know you had another part of my chart that you wanted to like kind of get into that you were reading into. If you want to share what that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am so fascinated with your chart and just like watching you do all of these things that you do, because <laughs> I'm always like, like partially I'm like what's she gonna do next and then the <laughs> other part of me I'm like oh I see that so it's really fascinating because like we said you are a manifesting generator and you literally have all of the creative power not just like you know with art creative but to literally bring into manifestation um that creative power so there's a portion of the human design chart that is called your inc incarnation cross. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially your life's purpose. And this is where it gets really like, ooh, I want, I might want to learn my human design because mm -hmm. this literally tells you what you were put on the planet to do. But one thing I want to explain is that human design doesn't look at your purpose as if you know, I think society teaches us to look at our purpose saying you're supposed to do this one thing. And once you mm -hmm. accomplish this one thing, check the box, you're good. Time to retire. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like that at all. We're completely misunderstood because I love the way human design approaches it. Your purpose in life is meant to be lived every single day through your alignment and what you choose to do with your time and energy your purpose is being fulfilled every single day. Mm -hmm. But that whole caveat, you have to be in alignment. So your purpose, like the technical term, is the right angle cross of the sleeping phoenix. And sounds so like <laughs> mystical and magical. I'm like, right. and when I first read that, I was like, I don't understand what this is. <laughs> The sleeping phoenix, I was like, oh, this should be like my, my witch name. <laughs> I love that. I like just had a, like a little vision of you getting a tattoo of a phoenix. Yeah. Because I oh, keep I thinking that, like, yeah, like what does a phoenix do? Mm -hmm. A phoenix rises from the ashes. And it's yeah. just this like beautiful regenerative power. 
Mm-hmm. So I started di- diving a bit deeper into it. Okay. And it comes from um, the incarnation cross is made up of four different gates in the body graph. And so the 3420 is the first half of this cross. Gate 34 is literally the most powerful gate that a human can have in the human design body graph. Okay. So this like, that's where the manifesting generator energy comes from. Mm-hmm. But part of that is you are supposed to, you know, based on what I read, you are supposed to harness your energy for the things that light you up the most. So while you have all of this energy that you can put into all of these incredible things, it is not in alignment unless it truly lights you up and brings you joy. That's like exactly what I've. That's so under, like, the way that you said that, I'm like, that's exactly how I feel when I'm doing something. I'm like, it's not, that's what the missing piece is. And I'm like, it's not lighting me up. I'm not excited about it anymore. And I have this weird feeling of, like, I feel that way in the beginning. And then, like, my always my example is my catering business. The beginning, super excited. And then at the end, I was just like, this is not doing anything for me anymore. Like, sure, mm-hmm. it pays the bills, but I'm not. Like money isn't my driving force, which I, for me, it's more now that you say that, I'm like, now I get it. It's like, it's more about how I feel. That's really what I care about at the end of the day is how do I feel and how am I making others feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's this, um, like, there's so much power there that if you can harness it correctly, whatever you put it into when you're fully in your joy is going to be massively successful. Like you said, the catering company lit you up Mm -hmm. so much at the beginning and it was so successful. And then you knew to respect when that joy kind of got sucked out. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, you know, you rise from the ashes after you like can't figure out what you want to do in college Mm -hmm. and you create this catering company, but then the spark goes out and then you go back into ashes. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you know, after a little bit, you like dive into some other things that you're curious about. And then you find a spark and you rise like a phoenix and you create something really beautiful and magical. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just keep coming back to you doing this podcast. Okay. Because part of, part of your purpose and all of your gifts, when you combine them, is what do I want to word this? There's like so many things going on in my head because <laughs> I see how it all fits together mm-hmm. in this like really beautiful puzzle. Um, so, okay, let me start here. Okay. I love the energy that you bring to the podcast because you are not like, I'm an expert in everything and I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. You're literally walking everybody through how you experiment, mm-hmm. which is part of your personality design. And so by doing that, you're helping people understand what's available for them and bringing people together when they find the commonalities, when they get into alignment, and when they find what it is that's meant to light them up. And by you going down all of these rabbit holes that you're really passionate about and then bringing it to the world in the podcast, 
by harnessing your energy and putting it into the podcast, that is like such perfect alignment. And it's so awesome to watch. <laughs> and that gives me like also like um validations where that keeps coming to my mind. I'm just like when I started this podcast, I felt in the beginning that I had to be like stick to a niche and be a an expert on a certain topic. And I'm like, but I'm really not an expert in really anything because I don't stay to one thing all the time. So that's why I'm like, I'm not an expert at anything, but I guess I'm the expert of like not being an expert and like being okay with like, today I want to talk about the moon. I don't know much about it, but I did some research and here's what I learned, you know? And I, that's how I approach the podcast of just like with human design, having you on here and learning, like, I'm a very curious person by nature and I like learning about everything. And sometimes for someone else, that could be like super overwhelming and annoying. But for me, it's just like how my mind functions. So like hearing you say that, I'm like, okay, I'm doing good with the podcast. It's okay. It works for me. And if it doesn't work for everyone, it's okay. Like we all have free will to listen to whatever we want. And this is just who I am on here. Totally. Totally. It's human design has made me so fascinated about the differences between people. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. I want to make sure we get here because I'm really excited okay. to talk about your, you just did a photo shoot yes. and the photos are still coming out bit by bit and they are amazing. They are fire. And the cover, when this episode comes out, there will be a new podcast cover, which they will see. And it's, I'm obsessed with it. So this is great that we're talking about this. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to know. I wish, I wish I could see it. Yeah. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> I, okay. Let me just say like, for is your face on it? Yeah. Okay. So. How about I just send I mentioned- it to you right now? So we're, you have it. Yes, so please. It's okay. Like I don't wanna, Sorry guys. I don't wanna like. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I I want to make sure that you have your everything that you need to keep to share this. Let's right here on my phone. <laughs> you're gonna be like, for what like I think where you're going with this, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, of course. So oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Do you like it? Yes. Thanks. I'm really excited about it. I, I didn't know how I wanted to approach it, but I was like, I'm just going to play at the studio and whatever photo that I really like, it's just going to be it. And that was the one that called my attention. Like I wasn't going to be super picky on. I'm like, this is what I like right now. And I'll change it if I want to, but this is what I like. <laughs> the color is perfect. The position that you're in is perfect. And it Okay. Yes. It does go along with what I like. Thank God. Because if it didn't go along with what I'm about to say, I would have been like, well, that's embarrassing. Okay. (laughs) So I mentioned, uh, there are four gates that make up your life purpose. And we talked about the first one, the second one, um, not super important for, for the purposes of what I'm sharing today. The third and the fourth gate, the 59 and 55, there is a lot of sexual energy in this portion of your incarnation cross the i believe it's the 55 is the gate of procreation 
is the gate of sensuality, sexuality, mm-hmm. and just being fully embodied in your sexual creative power. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, as we were discussing before we started recording, how I just admire so much the ability of you to be fully comfortable and embodied in your, you know, like sexual feminine power when you take these photos, the entire photo shoot, you were, (laughs) you were sultry, you were empowered, you were like, I am here. There was nothing about it where I was like, oh, she looks uncomfortable in a studio. Mm -hmm. Because when I think about being in a studio like that, I'm like, Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Which it it's funny that you say that because other people have said that to me too. Of just like how I'm I can be comfortable in front of the camera. Which honestly, there's days where I don't feel like that. But there was when I wasn't in aligned with myself. You would never catch me doing that when I was really not comfortable in my skin. And I've just like gone through this journey again. I know I keep saying the word journey, but of like. I love who I am. I'm comfortable in my body. I think I'm beautiful and I'm okay with like being like enjoying myself, like celebrating myself. And in this um, photo shoot, I really wanted that to be portrayed. I'm like, I'm not going to be this like nervous, shy girl. Like I'm a woman now. I'm like, this is my like woman photo shoot is what I said. I'm like, we're going to give it our all. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just, I can't wait until everybody see. Well, I mean, I guess they're going to, when they're listening, they'll see see it it when we're listening to this. (laughs) So it's interesting that you say, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I guess what I'm curious now is like, when you mean by like the, the channels or like they correlate with like sexual energy, like what does that mean exactly? <laughs> like, I know you kind of explained it, but like, what, what should I take away from this to know for myself? Like, oh, how should I be more in tune with that? Or how should I, you know, learn more on that? So I guess my number one question to you is, have you done a deep dive on hormones yet? I think I heard an episode where you mentioned it. So I'm in the process right now, still of figuring out, like, I, my hormones were super out of whack, like, let's say 2021 and then 2022 and now I've been like on this journey and I'm actually getting like I'm super into my mom super into hormones and all that stuff and I'm getting my blood work done this week to like really figure out if I'm better now and I feel I'm I'm pretty sure I am so I'm yes to answer your question yes (laughs) gotcha awesome (laughs) I would so not be surprised if you like came out of that feeling a whole new purpose of helping women understand their hormones or there's a lot of energy in this where it's like you helping people understand their sexuality or come into their full confidence as Mm -hmm. women or men Mm -hmm. um fully embodying that um because the sacral center is the sexual center Mm -hmm. um There is another part of it, like I said, procreation, where I've noticed a couple of times where you've mentioned about having kids. And so I kind of want to hear your philosophy about like what it would mean to you to be a mom and what you see for yourself as a mom. So I actually have this funny um, baby video of myself of 
my mom interviewing me. It was my mom or my dad. I don't know. It was like a, a birthday party or something. They're like, Melly, what do you want to be when you grow up? And like sharing, it was like interviewing me. Super weird. I don't know why they were doing that. But I was like, I want to be a mom. And that was like the thing Aww. that I said. And I was like probably three, four years old. And I just always felt that I knew that I want to be mom. And I know like in today's world, like a lot of women are like, like, I don't want to be a mom. And I'm, I'm for that too. Like I, there was a few times I'm like, um, Hey, do I really want one in this crazy world that we live in now? Does it make sense? And, but like to my core, I know that I'm like meant to like be a mother and like have that energy. And I, love children and meeting my partner Dorian like that is really like sparked it even more I'm like I can't wait to have a kid with him because it's like I want it even more now because it's like I want to create something with you which is like super weird <laughs> and like um like I joke around with him about it I'm like that's what attracts me even more to you I'm like I can't wait to be a mom <laughs> and so it's definitely something that I wanted to like I see myself being a mom for sure and wow yeah, that makes me cringe that's okay <laughs> well, no that doesn't make you cringe at all all my sister ever wanted was to be a mom and she's mm -hmm. so fulfilled by it mm -hmm. that makes me happy to hear which I, I I just go back and forth with it because like I'm such a I go back I'm like I'm super independent and I love you know like women power empowerment like do you and and then I'm like oh I could like also see myself as a mother and like I hate that society kind of made us think that there there's no way that it could be together but mm -hmm. nowadays like I've I mean I grew up with an entrepreneur mom so to me it's not wild to see a mom working but there's still like things that we get thrown at in like today's world where I'm like okay I want to be a mom but why do I feel guilty about it <laughs> I don't know mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for sharing that story. I am shocked. I had no idea that, you know, like when you were little, you all you wanted was to be a mom. Yeah, like, that's I know. So I, awesome. That and I wanted to be Britney Spears. That was like the other thing. I'm like, that and Britney Spears. Totally. <laughs> I loved her when I was, I still love her, but I was obsessed with her when I was little. So that's a whole other forever. conversation though. But everyone was. <laughs> so yeah, that is, um, that is literally part of your life purpose is to be a mom, to procreate, to mm -hmm. bring that sexual energy into what you're doing. And mm -hmm. I think like it's just inherently built into the podcast because, you know, your audience is not necessarily supposed to be women, mm -hmm. but what you're doing is like you're creating and holding space for women to understand more deeply who they are mm -hmm. and their own feminine power so it's like just I see you in such alignment you know since I've met you mm -hmm. and I'm so excited to watch where it goes oh I'm so happy <laughs> to hear that because there's there's days where like I feel like am I doing the podcast right like should I really should I go back to like just interviewing founders and that's how the podcast kind of started which I don't know if you mm -hmm. know that but was just begin so like I would just interview entrepreneurs or like business owners which I still love that and that's still like 
a part of the podcast, but it's become a lot more of a like self-discovery solo episodes and interviewing people like you on like self-development or, you know, personality types and all that stuff. So it's, it's taken a different route and it, it feels so much more natural to me than just like interviewing people just to interview them. Like I interview people now because I want to. And it, it makes sense now with the theme that's happening for the month, you know, that's yeah, kind of totally. been my approach with it. So I'm glad that you said that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I love when it works out that it aligns and like, let me just say it has never not aligned. Mm-hmm. Like when I read somebody's human design and I shared with them what I saw, every single person had this similar reaction to you where it's like, oh, that's that's what I've always felt. And Mm -hmm. I felt guilty or wrong or, you know, one way or the other about it. But now like I have this deeper understanding of what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. And so there's even portions of it, like for me dealing with my own, like understanding my own purpose, there's been a portion where I've had to really deal with my ego on it. Mm-hmm. because I, I wanted to be all of these, I wanted to be everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. And now what I'm understanding is that my purpose is more so to like channel or like guide people through to where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be this expert in everything, all things, mm-hmm. but I'm just meant to be like, Oh, this is your problem. Let me diagnose you. Go see this. Mm-hmm. Which so I still think is, is super important and like we need people like you to mm-hmm. teach us these things and I think it's it's super amazing how both of us how with our human design we've kind of learned more about ourselves and I I want to go deeper and we have to do an actual reading together which <laughs> I need to put that with you because I really I have a lot of questions which I can't go on we're already at an hour here so I want to like kind of sum everything up a bit because I'm definitely going to do a reading with you because I have questions and to kind of close things out. This is the first time I'm doing this. I want to start asking people who are on what does just begin mean to you? Ah, (sighs) to me, it means stop trying to be a perfectionist. (laughs) I love that. Yes. (laughs) Because, you know, if you're a perfectionist, you will literally never begin. Mm -hmm. And that's That's what helped me back from so many things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think about it a lot, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a a beautiful answer. Like, you're so good. Like, I could ask you anything. You have like a perfect way of articulating um, your response. And I think I love that because, yeah, if you are a perfectionist, it's going to stop you over and over again. That's why I always say, like, just begin even if you don't know like where to start or what to do, because there's always someone like you who's going to help us like, oh, maybe you should learn about this or do that. There's you're going to open the door to like understanding more of what it is that you want to begin on. So thank you for answering the question. This is the first time we're doing it. So I really, I got to keep myself accountable and make sure to ask everyone, what does just begin mean to you? But 
to close this out, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I learned a lot and it seems like we're going to have to do another one because I think we can talk for hours, which we have. (laughs) So we definitely can keep going, but I don't want to keep you guys on here too long. So before I let you go, um, just share with everyone how they can get a hold of you or get a reading with you and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Okay. So on, I guess Instagram is probably the most popular one to use on Instagram. I'm at Kirstie Blue. Uh, So I'm, I don't know if you'll put it in the title or the notes, but you can see how to spell my name. Yeah. (laughs) I'll put (laughs) all of her her links in the show notes, but yeah, everything will be there. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm open to, you know, reaching out to me, comment on anything, DM anything, I don't necessarily know if this is the crowd that wants to do emails, but you can do emails to assistant at Um, I just try to make it easy because my name itself is hard enough. <laughs> Kirsty Blue, wherever you are. <laughs> and make sure she does do human design readings. So check her out for that. If you want to go deeper into this topic, there's, I recommend it and I'm doing one as well. We kind of since me and her hung out, we kind of did a mini one and we did one on Bloom platform. So I got a little Mm -hmm. taste of it, but I need to do the full thing with you. So we're going to schedule that now when we get off. (laughs) But um, yeah, so thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. And yeah, thanks. (laughs) Bye.